Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Thursday... Wednesday morning. I'm excited to be off work tomorrow, you can tell. There will uh, be no thunder and lightning tomorrow. Well, I mean, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. So we'll just go ahead and disappoint you now. Yeah. No Brian's thunder and lightning on Thursday. We will be back on Friday uh, to preview Mississippi State's uh, SEC tournament game and the weekend series against Arkansas. Thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you're getting your podcast from. We appreciate every one of our listeners, especially our servicemen and women who take care of us out there. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Strange Brew who has turned our listeners into wannabe stalkers. You know, it's going to be like, you know, going to be like the deliberate stranger out there. I'm going to be like watching my back at all times. I got to go to the grocery store tomorrow, so that'd be an opportunity for some of y'all. Somebody can get a free coffee off of Brian Haydad. All you got to do is take a picture of me in the wild, anywhere you see me. First one that I see, you got to tag me, you got to tag Strange Brew. Once I see it, I will, I'll head up to a brew you forward. Just going to let me know what you want. Technically, if I wasn't ineligible, Which I, I, I would have won. You would have won, but because you are ineligible first. because you are friends, you are a co-worker, and you're sort of family. Oh. Huh? So... All right, Bob, calm down over there. <laughs> what are we, brothers? Huh? We're brothers. Yeah, That's what we are. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Pod about. Pod brothers. That's what I'm talking about. No, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's, go let's go. Predator. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There we go. You might could have had me there. Because I could have had the. I had, the, had the, leverage. the leverage. Exactly. What they they got you working in the suit too long, Dylan. Ah, <laughs> uh. get to the chopper. <laughs> all right. I uh, also want to. Th- that's all you're getting, Strange Brew. You, you've sicked all of Starkville on me. Uh, want to thank College Corner, our other sponsor down there in the Jackson area with two locations to serve you. In Ridgeland, they're by Fleet Feet. They are in uh, Flowood by the Half Shell, and they have the biggest and best selection of merchandise for MSU fans in central Mississippi. If you're headed down to Biloxi tomorrow, pick up a new T-shirt, a new cap before you go down there, or if you're headed up to Starkville this weekend. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're looking for, be ready. Be have your stuff on your back when you get in the car so you don't have to waste any time. You can just get to the ballpark and do what you want to do. You can do all of that when you shop at College Corner. Are you surprised? No. No? Okay. I'm a little surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised. that It's baseball, man. It is just baseball. I get that. And Mississippi State's got a good team. Yeah, I know. I know. And... They can pitch it. That they can. And I think the offense is better than it's shown. Now, that I agree with, but that that was what got me tonight was they showed a little offense. Um, so when you combine all that, no. It's why I've been saying for days now that I think everyone's perception of this team is focused on nine innings against Texas Southern. And so 
You look Be- more and more right in that assessment. Because of that one game, everyone looks at every other game like, well, we can't even beat Texas Southern. Yeah. How are going to beat Texas Sort of Tech? like the South well, Alabama a couple of years ago in football. They Yeah, well, I mean, and if you want to keep it in the same sport, Mississippi State went down to Louisiana Lafayette and watched Jackson State beat the host Cajuns in the first game of a regional. That will be all we will say about said regional. Okay. And for those of you that know history of... That's all we're talking about. That's it. But you get the point. Yeah. One baseball game, nine innings, has slanted, I think, a lot of people's opinion of this team. And, and to, like, the pollsters' credit and things, I don't really think that that game did affect a ton of opinion. They're still a top-20 team. Yeah, I mean, they lost the game, and then they lost the series at Long Beach State, and so, yeah, they dropped in the rankings, but it's not like they lost to Texas Southern, so they got booted out. Right. You know, I mean, most people that watch baseball know that every now and then, during nine innings of baseball, something crazy may happen. Right. And against Texas Southern, something crazy happened. But to me, that was an opportunity for growth for this team. That was an opportunity for Chris Lamonis to have an attention-grabbing moment for his team. That's what I call an attention-getter. <laughs> and a wise man once said, Brian, hard times breed better men. That's, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not false. And so, I, no. I, am I surprised? No. Um, and now you win this game. And you're playing with house money on Wednesday night yeah. in Biloxi. If you win it, boy, you're feeling fantastic about yourself. And yeah. if you lose it, you, you you accomplished what you needed to accomplish. You needed a split. And you got it. And you, you've at least got that at this point. Six to three is the final score. State gets, uh, what, five and two-thirds strong, strong innings out of Houston Harding, who's not a freshman. Where were you on that? Your job is to back me up on the baseball stuff. you got to come in quick and be like, ah, da, da, da. He's, not a, he's not a freshman. My bad. So you weren't there Sometimes for me. Sometimes I don't listen to you. You may have said something. No, I just, I just tweeted it, and you just weren't there for me. Oh, well, if it was your tweet, I may have, I didn't even see the tweet. So I'm just saying. I, yeah, maybe. He kind of looks very Barry Zito-esque when he, his delivery. There is there is something to that, yeah. Big left-hander, big motion, but big effective oh, on, a, no, on, no on doubt Tuesday about night. That. Couldn't have asked for anything more out of him. Uh didn't get, you know, David Dunleavy came in and struggled, but Landon Sims comes in and shuts the door. He's really fun to watch when he's on. That fastball is something to uh, that, that hitters are just going to struggle with well, there's for the next a, three years. There's a McLeod element to Sims in that McLeod was a guy coming into the year, everybody was like, oh, we're not worried about him. He's fantastic. Yeah. And Sims was a guy that I heard a lot of the same kind of praise about. Like, anytime you would ask uh, one of the guys who looked great, who, who, who were you uncomfortable against in the box? Everybody coming in the year would almost unanimously say Landon Sims, he's filthy. Yeah. Like I he he's one of the best. He'll be a back end guy. And you're seeing why now. Um and I know you'll talk about him in a minute, but you combine that with Spencer Price, who's pulled out twenty seventeen out of his rear end here and looks you know, he, he looks like he's got everything back cooking. He's back. We you've got I, I'm willing to go on the record now to say I'll tell you that Spencer Price is back. And you've got a legit SEC closer now, a guy who you can trust in the ninth inning with a lead to, to get to get the game won, and and that's something State did not have thirty days ago that you didn't know that you had that, and now you do. And Riley Self is is back, I think too. He's been effective too. I still so. think you'll see some matchup type ninth you will, inning stuff, but at the at the um, end of the day, because they don't want to do what they did in seventeen either. Which is every game. Here comes Spencer Price. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give him a break every now and then, but you're going to see a lot of him. 
two for four from Westberg, two for four for Hatcher, one for three from Foskey, one for three for James, one for four for from Tan- Logan Tanner with an RBI. You got RBI from Westberg, Hatcher, Foskey, James, Tanner. Yeah, I mean, you'll take that. Pimentel with an RBI, you'll take that. Cumbus had a base hit tonight. You know, I mean, Roddy Jordan, uh, 0 for 4, but he got he scored two runs. He got on base twice. Back to Columbus for a minute, too. Yeah. I, I, at least one one occurrence is coming to mind where he hit the ball really hard and just caught and like right. That was uh, late, like, in game, late in the game. Late in the game to second base. Made, made solid contact, I thought, throughout the night. Yeah. I mean, it was good to see that. Good to see that I don't think Brad Cumbus is a guy that's going to strike out nine out of every 15 trips to the right. plate. Like, I, right. I mean, he's probably – I'm not saying he's a contact hitter by any stretch of the imagination. You know, he, he'll probably strike out some, but striking out 60% of the time, that ain't, that's not him. Harding, only 76 pitches through five and two-thirds, 50 strikes. That's getting it done. When you're throwing basically two out of every three pitches as a strike, you're, you're, you're winning. Yeah. You're winning. Then you look at man. I mean, Dunleavy obviously struggled, but Sims forty-five pitches, twenty-nine strikes, and then Spencer Price thirteen pitches, eleven strikes. I mean, that's how you win. You throw strikes, and and that's what Mississippi State did. I'm surprised. I'll be the one that says it. I'm surprised that they won the game. I, th- I thought that Texas A&M would be able to. I thought they would just hit better. I didn't. Ex- if you had told me coming into this that State was going to hold them to three hits, I would not have believed you. You know, because that's a really good hitting team, and MSU just held them down. Yeah, I, when you ask surprise, surprise, I think the biggest surprise for me was how well Houston Harding pitched. Yeah. Because uh, I, I expect, I say expect, I think Landon Sims is really good. I do yeah. think Spencer Price is pretty much back. Right. Um, but you didn't know what to I, I didn't. You don't I mean, get the Harding. It wouldn't have surprised me if Houston Harding went out there and had a solid start, but I don't know that I expected him to go out there and. Give up two runs yeah. and five and two thirds, and, and what, you know two hits was it two hits two hits yeah two runs. I mean he was he was brilliant. Yeah, four strikeouts. He, he does that. No in, walks either. No. He walks does that every week, and you combine that with the fact that you have Carlisle Kessler to to use in the midweek too if you need him. And and I don't think I'll have to go back and look, but there isn't just a ton of two game midweek no, slates. I don't know. There's, there's this a whole year. Lot left. So when you consider that you got Kessler and Houston Harding if he's pitching like that man you you're in good shape in the midweek you're going to be fine and, 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 and Kessler's Kessler, good so Kessler getting the start uh, on Wednesday Chris Lamona said that in post game so he'll get the start there you didn't use Chase Patrick you didn't use Shemper you didn't use Self uh, and in all likelihood you could go back to Price if you need if you really needed to with 13 pitches so a lot of options available to you tomorrow uh, for Mississippi State. Chance to take two huge games. Taking both of those games are races, and from an RPI perspective, in my opinion, I'm pretty sure I'm right. It will erase Texas Southern it kinda, when everything it balances feels out. Like it kind of feels like it, it would. You know, if you would have, <laughs> if you would have said coming into the year that you're going to play two against Texas Tech, one against Texas Southern, and you're going to win two out of those three. Yeah. And I don't I think anybody would have. I don't think anybody would have said that it would have been a sweep over Texas Tech yeah, and yeah. then lose to Texas Southern. But you would have taken two out of three if I'd have gave you that option. Yeah, no doubt. And so now you have a chance to do that in a very odd manner. But yeah. good win for Mississippi State. Really good. Really quality. And, and quality on a win. week like this, where you have Arkansas and SEC play coming to town, I think regardless of what happens Wednesday night, I mean, I guess if they go out there and get their brains beat in on Wednesday night, then. Maybe you're feeling down about yourself again, but it but kinda, that's going to happen the way they pitch. It, it doesn't doesn't feel like it because Kessler, you know, wily veteran. He'll he'll just 
find a way to kind of keep you in it, if nothing else, I think. But, uh, yeah, I think they're going to go into the weekend saying, let's go. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of think that the win they had tonight, and especially if they went on Wednesday too, I, I think that just mentally you flush out that Texas Southern. Yeah, I agree. And it's just a, a completely new ball game. You go into the weekend thinking we are one of the elite teams in the country and saddle up SEC play. Here you go. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Carlock Kessler takes them out at 5 o'clock first pitch for 5 this o'clock, one. yeah. Yeah, uh, down there in Biloxi. Good crowd down there, by yeah. the way. And Huge. glad the, like the Biloxi video production's putting this on SEC Plus. Yeah. However that works out, thank, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, very, very making it a lot easier for us. We appreciate that. Uh, before we get to the rumblings, let's talk a little MSU basketball uh, as uh, some awards handed out. Reggie Perry, first team all SEC from the coaches, and then first team all SEC from the AP and named SEC co-player of the year along with uh, Mason Jones of Arkansas. And then from the coaches as well, Tyson Carter, the sixth man of the year. What an interesting season for Tyson Carter. Started the year as the team's starting point guard, became the team's starting shooting guard, and then was moved to a reserve role as a senior so that a redshirt freshman could start. And since that time, State's been 11-4. and four. I like Tyson today in a, I don't want to say a rare moment of honesty, because Tyson's a pretty honest dude, and he's pretty good with the media. But he admitted today he wasn't too happy about that move right. at first. And, no, and, <laughs> and you can't blame him for no that. No one's going to blame anybody for that. Stretch. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be a starter, particularly when you had started the, ga- the, the year's first 15, however many games it was. Um, but he took the, you know, like Ben Howland said, he played starters' minutes. He yeah. just didn't get his name called right. at the when the starting lineups were announced. His and, minutes per game did not go in. And, and to me, another thing Howland brought up, and he's right, your best players are the ones you put the ball in their hand with the game on the line. Right. And at the end of games, Tyson Carter's on the floor, oftentimes yeah. with the ball in his the hand. With the ball in his hand. Made, made winning shots throughout the year. So Good for them. Perry, happy, happy for him, I thought Perry should have been kid, good kid. I thought Perry should have been player of the year overall. I mean, he averaged a double-double. Um, did not have the talent around him that quickly has up at uh at Kentucky. I didn't think Calipari should have been coach of the year either. This is not his best team. I thought if I, I said on Twitter if I had to vote, it would have gone to Buzz, Buzz Williams. Well, Buzz, the, Buzz was was the coach of the year in one in of the AP uh, in the AP okay. in the AP. The Associated Press voted him as coach of the year. But I, I mean, I just I was just surprised to see Calipari win. This is not his best team, you know. And I mean, now granted, you know, he is a guy who you know he recruits these players. So I mean, I, you know, he got he got more out of this team in terms of they don't have the, the 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 for sure lottery picks that they've had in the past. They don't have an Anthony Davis. They don't have a John Wall. But at the same time, he's the guy who recruits these guys. So you know, you look at Kentucky, and all I can think of is if Penny Hardaway wasn't at Memphis, about three of those kids would have been at Kentucky. You know, DJ Jeffries would have been at Kentucky. Probably James Wiseman would have been at Kentucky, and probably would still be playing because. Calipari knows how to handle those kind of things, and Penny Hardaway does not. There was a former Mississippi State head coach that uh, called Calipari God. Yeah. I covered Rick Stansberry at a rotary meeting here one time, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of the first things I'd ever covered with Stans. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was somebody asked him a question in the rotary meeting, and he said, well, oh, oh God, up there can do about anything. He can, <laughs> <or something. laughs> he can get away with whatever he wants. He just runs the show. So. Oh, man. Good stuff for those guys. We'll, we got to talk to them again, and of course, you know, they're back on the court Friday. Uh, in Nashville, assume those games are going to happen. You know, if the coronavirus hasn't taken over the country at that point, I hope we talk about that some in the rumblings. I think we have some questions about it yeah, because for sure. this is so interesting to me. 
I'm not overly interested in it because I think I'm interested in it I because like I feel like yeah, exactly that's why I'm interested in it because but I, I'm also not one of these people. It's just the flu. It's I'm not that person either. So it's I'm I'm in the middle, which is where I think everybody should be in all things. Yeah. Except for cornbread versus biscuits, you need to be extreme on that on that particular measure. See, I'm not. I, I know, I love, and it makes you the, one of the worst people. I love both. I got a lot more respect for Carscad, and at least he took a stand. Why can't you just love all things? You can love all things. Except I love cornbread, cornbread. Except cornbread. I love biscuits. Not lovable. I will say though that nine—I'll say ninety percent of the time, because every now and then, ninety percent of the time, I'm going biscuit. Uh, that's that's better. But I would love to have both. Like at Cracker at, Barrels at, for Joel. At Cracker Barrel, I always get both. I, I never do. All right, let's move on over to the rumblings. Our rumblings today are brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who want to remind you that beef is good. Steak is good. Burgers are good. And you can get the best of the best. The USDA prime beef, locally sourced beef, grain fred, sourced here in Mississippi. Grain fred? Grain, grain fred. I don't, yeah, I don't know who Fred is. Uh, fred Harley, our good friend on Twitter. He can be grain fred. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, long story short there. Uh, but then for, so, you know, uh, packaged here in Mississippi, Processed by Mississippi State University, doing business locally, doing business with a local business who does business. That's a lot of business with Mississippi State. And they want to do business and with you. And they want to do business with you. So why don't you give them a call at 662-418-2021. Stop by and see them at 329 University Drive. Or just check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. You can place an order with them there and they will have it ready for you. You can have the best steak, the best burger you've ever eaten in your life. On the grill this weekend when you place your order with Welcome Home Beef. Guys, it just tastes good. Rumbling's time. I'm excited. We've got some good questions this week, and a lot of them. That's what happens when we go with these late shows, but that's fine with me. We are here for the people. We are a man of the people. My, men of the people. My kids are asleep. I've, got nothing, I've got nothing but time. There's, my go. kids are on spring break, so they can sleep as late as they want tomorrow. And I'm off work tomorrow. I'm, not, I'm sleeping late tomorrow, too. I'm going to come knock on your door, 7 a.m. Let's go for a run or something. My wife will still be there, so she'll handle that for me at 7 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to tell her before I get home, if Joel shows up, just shoo him away. <laughs> tell him I got, I got no time. I, I don't care if it's any day. Don't ever come to my house asking me to go for a run. Go for a walk, maybe. Maybe. All right, our first question is from Lynn McLaughlin, who wants to know, do we think it's better to be good hitting and great pitching or great hitting and good pitching? I think... You and I will agree that you're better to be good hitting and great pitching. Yep. Pitching yep. wins games. It really does. Uh, you look back through baseball history, and it's tough to just hit your way through a season yeah. or whatever. But Your bat, bats go cold eventually. Pitching tends to stay. Yep. So. I, I think back to my good old Atlanta Braves, the lone world championship of their Time in Atlanta, the lone world championship of my lifetime in 95, they, they played those hard-hitting Cleveland Indians that had Albert Bell and mm-hmm. Manny Ramirez was just starting, Jim Tomey. Right. I mean, they just had a murderer's row. Eddie Murray. But. But. Maddox, Glavin, Glavin Smoltz. Think about think especially in a series, a seven-game series, where you know you're going to face Maddox and Glavin twice. Yeah. You're, you're going to be lucky to win one of those games, which means you have to win three others off of Smoltz and Avery. So, yeah, it, I'd much rather be a, a, a pitching. I'd rather have a good pitching. 5.48 a.m. for uh, Justin Strawn, who wants to talk about that a little later in the, sh- in the questions here. But he say he's got some questions here for us. Uh, 
If MSU ever wins a national title of women's basketball, hiring Vic Schaefer would be the biggest domino to fall in the chain of events that led to it. Would Schaefer convicting Victoria Vivians be the second biggest? I think he would tell you that, that the answer is that is yes. I think so. That that was the moment that his program turned when he convinced the state's best player and one of the best players in the nation to come to Mississippi State. She could have gone, gone anywhere. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think what would – is anything I mean, he would probably that? tell you that his, his first class with Morgan and Dominique and Chinway was very important. But in terms of moving from good to great and becoming a top program, getting Victoria Vivians was the key to that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What would you do if you went to poop in a public restroom hmm. and discovered after you pooped there was no po- toilet paper in the stall? How would you handle that situation? This may or may not have happened to Justin on Monday. There's only one way to handle that situation. We're going to the paper towels? Well, I, well, I guess there's another way then. Okay. If, if, if there's no one else in the restroom, like if it's one of those one-seaters, yeah. then yeah, you could bust out and see there's paper towels and right. stuff. So, but mm. if not, and you're just stuck and there's other people in there mm-hmm. and whatever, all you can do at that point, I guess, is you sacrifice your undies and socks. Oh, that's terrible. But what else are you going to do? Well, if there's other people in there, I'm going to say, "Hey, hey hand me the." But now that, that now here's our first coronavirus thing. In this day and age, are you going to do that? Are you going to hand some in a restroom, touch hands with somebody who's just sitting on the toilet? I mean, you got to touch hands. You can just roll it under. Com- com- I guess coming over the top. But then then we're coming over the top. I mean, that hits the floor. Well, catch it. Yeah, but you better catch it. But I, I, I'm playing out this. Oh this God, situ- you got to give away the underwear and well, the Well, I'm playing oh. out that situation as though there's no paper products at all in the restaurant. Oh, okay, yeah, then yeah, that, that's that's what we're you don't going have any choice. Yeah, no choice in that matter. You got to you got to give up the underwear and the socks. Yeah, but yeah, if you have someone to hand you paper, you're in good. or if there's here's what what I would say to that is this: in that you're in a public restroom, surely you have your phone on you. Probably call somebody. Find the number to the, yeah, if, like you're, the if you're in a gas station or something. Find that gas station's phone number. Yeah. And be like, hey, I'm in the restroom here. You got no toilet paper. Somebody bring me something. Yeah. And if you ain't got toilet paper, bring me some napkins. Paper towels, some napkins. I'll take whatever at that point. <laughs> you got to do something. Just don't bring Clorox wipes or something. That may burn. Ooh, that'd stink. <laughs> it's, uh, let's last one. Since it's spring break, I decided to sleep in, and this is the best I could do 5 48 a.m. Should I seek professional help? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not healthy. At some point, you got, I mean, as a grown man, you got to be able to sleep till eight or nine. Sometimes my dad would get up at like five forty or more. Probably still does. I'm not living. But if home, he if he was but, if he could and he had nothing going on, he he wouldn't sleep one day till maybe seven thirty eight o'clock. I mean, not when I was growing oh, up. All right. I, I got, got nothing morning, against it. Had the coffee going. I got nothing against it. Brandon Maskew wants to know. Pirate reference is Coach Leach more like Captain Jack Sparrow or Captain Hook? Hmm. I think he's more like Captain Jack Sparrow, myself, uh, because I think Captain Jack Sparrow was a better pirate. Captain Hook was always uh, befuddled by children. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I like your, like where you're thinking. Captain Jack, I don't think was scared of any gators either. I'm pretty sure if we play Florida, <laughs> we need Mike Leach won't be as, won't be afraid. So, <laughs> Captain Jack also had a better soundtrack. He did. He did. He had to walk around with better music. So, Aaron McGee wants to know how you like your steak cooked. Ah. Uh, Medium. Okay. I'm more of a medium guy. I, I can go medium well sometimes. Okay. I'm a medium rare guy myself. I have respect. I, I, I'm I'm between medium and medium well. All right. Like if I could, if there was another well, medium plus. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's once it's medium, I want another minute on the grill. Yeah. Basically, I got you. Or medium well minus. Minus. Way. Yeah, I guess that. As long as you don't say well done, we can be friends. Yeah. I, I don't want it crispy. No. 
No, it's already dead when it arrives. Yeah. You don't have to kill it twice. But I don't want it red either. I don't want like just red. I could eat rare, rare if if, if 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 you want to give that to mm. me. I would prefer it to be medium rare, be a little warmer. But if it's if it's rare, I don't want it to be blue. I don't want the cold red center. <laughs> I don't want that. But I, I can live with rare. Uh, he also wants to know Aaron McGee. Why was the catcher thrown out Sunday? People are having a hard or Saturday. People are having a really hard time with that. You and I were not there for that. No, but you, I watched it. Or I saw. I was listening to it when it happened, and I went back and watched. I had no idea it happened. Then at, after the game, uh, before the basketball game started, Bart Gregory came down and showed it to me, and I was just like, "Wow!" And so basically, he got th- tossed because he got mouthy with the ump. It's just that simple. And I think that I could be wrong here. I want to say on the radio as I was listening to it that Cohen and, and Jim Ellis said that he was a, a senior or an upperclassman mm-hmm. anyway, like junior senior. Um, that can't happen, even if you disagree with the call. In that situation, the game's on the line. And then I think they had to pull the guy to like right field to catch <laughs> or something like that. Like You're putting your, your team in just an awful spot by doing that. But. Yeah. Anyway, it did, and stay well, that, forever be thankful for it. He got, he got mouthy with the ump, and he got tossed. Simple as that. And he had to, like, reach back, too, for yeah. the ball. Like, yeah, even he, if the, the pitcher misses his spot there. You're not ever going to get that call. Yeah. So, M over S wants to know, uh, rank these officials in order of bad calls, basketball, football, baseball. And is there an individual ref who should be tarred and feathered first? Basketball or, first. College basketball has the worst officials. If we're just doing college sports, college basketball has the worst officials in history. And I guess just for popularity's sake, TV Teddy would be the guy, right? In that in that instance, yeah. Pat, uh, is it Pat, not Pat Evans, Pat Adams. Not good. Not good. Football would be second. I don't, there's not a whole lot of, of college umps that I'm, I'm uh, not a big fan of. And none, none come to mind. They tend to be okay. Yeah, the thing with baseball, to me, is that as long as you are consistent, like even if your strike zone is an inch or two off the plate, that's mm-hmm. fine. Just call that all right. day kind of thing. So, yeah, I haven't noticed. There, there's not one particular ump right. or something that just stands out. There right. is a guy that Logan Lowry's not a big fan of. I can't remember... Marcus, who it was. It was Marcus or something. It's, uh, P word. Uh, P- Patrillo? Patrillo. Isn't that it? Marcus Patrillo. Yeah, I think that's him? his name. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, let's see here. We missed one here. Uh, Trotter Flynn, what's an obscure movie quote you use on a regular basis? That's a good question. Is there one that you have? Can't be a, a one that you know a popular. It's, movie. I, I was going to say it's not obscure, but there are several times where I use the. You know, just when I think you couldn't be any dumber, you do something like this and totally redeem yourself. That's, uh, good that's not obscure. It's not obscure enough. I'm trying to think if there's one. I say OK USA sometimes. That's a good one. I said it just the other day. Uh, my mom was. OK USA. My mom was telling me something. She was leaving the church and I gave her the thumbs up and Here's said, OK USA. What the hell is a dim mock? Uh I saw a t-shirt the other day I need to buy. It was like Kumite it's, champion. It's, yes. I should have bought that. Yes. Ray Jackson, Kumite champion. There was an OK USA shirt on there, Even, too. Why did you not buy that? Because it was like 40 bucks. Who cares? You're not paying 40 bucks for a t-shirt. How much do you pay for those Brave shirts you buy all the time? 
T-shirt? Yeah. Nah, I'm probably not going over. I, like for a dry fit or something, I think I've probably paid 30 before. I'm just saying. It's, just, it's worth it. I'll think about this this question, Trotter, and I'll see if I can get back to you. Patton Paris says, your son and or daughter, in my case, you know, daughters in your case, sons, do they get to play college sports? Personally, would you rather your kid win the Heisman or National Player of the Year or have their team win a championship but them receive zero recognition? So are they a bench warmer or are they a star? I would say star because that probably means they could be professional at it and make lots of money. Not to mention, who's the last Heisman winner on a crappy team? Here you win the Heisman, you're on a good team these days. It's almost impossible. So, yeah, I'm going, you know, let them be the star and carry their team as close to a championship as they can get. I mean, basically you're asking me would I rather my kid be Joe Burrow or – well, I mean, Joe Burrow won the national championship. So, I mean, would I rather my kid be Tua or whoever the fourth punter is at LSU? That seems like an easy answer to me. Yeah. Blaine Whitehead wants to know where he and I will be drinking beers in Nashville on Friday. Nowhere, because I'm not going to Nashville. Ian Ladner. <laughs> I mean, simple as that. Did the Ian Ladner wants to know, did the urination simulation, which led to the bowl game and all related events, led to the lead to the Leach 2020 season having a higher floor than the Jomo 2020 ceiling? That's a good question. Is, Joe, is Leach's floor higher than Moorhead's ceiling? I don't know if it's higher, but it's awful close. The floor we think we've established is probably what it's probably seven and five, but six and six could happen. I don't think they'll go five and seven. And I think Jomo's ceiling, ceiling was, was seven, seven and or five. Eight. Yeah, it's really really close. It's really really close. Uh, if you had to cover one field, excluding sports and wrestling, for a living, what would you want to cover? Politics. Really? That is the it, last it, it, thing I would pick. It intrigues me. Man, you can have all of that. I would cover. Uh, uh, I would like to cover the uh, Victoria's Secret fashion show. Maybe, yeah, be a fashion reporter. <laughs> you look, you look great tonight. What are you wearing? Stuff like that. I would love to be the red carpet guy talking to celebrities. And, and another reason I would like to cover politics is because I, I genuinely feel like I could cover it from a balanced perspective. And I don't think there's a lot of folks nowadays that do. You, you watch the crap on TV now. I don't care which station you turn to. You know, you go to Fox News, it is way on the right. You go to CNN now, way on the left. Uh, MSNBC is on the left. You know, there, wherever you, there's no, there's nowhere you can turn to and just feel like, okay, there is no slant at all here. Just tell me, tell me the facts. Coleman News Network is going to give me these the the, the, fair, the true the fair real balance. CNN. Yeah. We're gonna give me the, the, really fair and really balanced, and the Braves would be on that channel too. So it would be just like the current CNN, you know, be owned by the same guy. All right, Dalton Lee says, if the world was going to end and the world depended on us, first off, I'm sorry. What is our go-to karaoke duet song that we would choose to save humanity? So the aliens show up. They're like, you two have to sing a karaoke song. What are we singing? <laughs> Living on a prayer. I don't know. That's not a good duet song. Ah, uh, something about Brooks and Dunn, maybe. <laughs> Boot scooting boogie. Boot scooting boogie. Hard working man. Hard working man would be my choice. That's a good call. Yeah, we'll go with that. You all right? I'm just trying to picture, picture the aliens like you two. Something Montgomery Gentry too. I don't know anything about them, so that's not going to work. Gone like a freight train. Gone like yesterday. Yeah. You don't know what is that? You really don't know that? I don't know what that is. 
Hmm. You want to try another one? No? Okay. Phil Horrell wants to know, with sporting events talking about doing away with handshakes because of the COVID-19 panic, what would you propose as the alternate, alternate to the handshake? Club volleyball using what I like to call the smile and wave girls greeting instead of a handshake. What about like the chest bump where you, 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 you turn to the side? So you're not actually touching hardly anything. Yeah. Everybody's got to do that. I don't know. The fist bump. I was like, still touching hands. You're still there. touching hands. Like it, it's got to be on the end of your fingers. Is that where the, the the germs live? How about like a sweet chin music? Do you just like touch feet kind of deal? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. That's that's not bad. Hey, I have a while we're talking about it though. While we're here, uh, coronavirus. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask you. I'll give you a rumblings question. Sure. I've had a couple of folks, and it's literally just been a couple, but there have been a couple that were offended. I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, by me saying that the coronavirus couldn't get into the SEC West or something like that. Whatever really? whatever my tweet was. People um, were offended by that? I was a couple. I was just going to ask you, did I go over the line with that? I didn't think so. I thought it was a funny tweet, but, you know, people are going to be offended, and what can you do? Are you getting, like, some real heat on Twitter? Not – just a – a mess. I had a message and I had a tweet. There was a couple of folks. So I DM'd you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna want to see that when this is over. I mean, I, I'm gonna want to read that. My thing is, I'm not trying to make fun of death. I mean, no. I, I know that it's a. I, I was simply stating oh my that. Gosh. If you look at the map, the states that were not affected yet, and they may be at this point. I haven't looked. Today, Louisiana's got one. But uh, that's right. Um, the states that were not affected were SEC West states. I was people, not trying to make people light want to be of offended death. so bad. I'm, I'm not. You know what? I'm not even going to. You know. My my. You know me. I try and bring levity to situations. In yeah, fact, I'm quite painful. I'm quite corny and cheesy, uh, in a lot of instances. I agree. But anyway, I was just trying to make folks smile a little bit. But uh, some folks didn't like. I'm going to so want to read that. If if I, I if, for those of you out there, if you didn't like it, mm-hmm. just so you know. I take life very seriously and precious. You know, life is precious, but I also like to try and make you smile. Right. And so I hope that I did, and if I didn't, my bad. Then you can kiss his ass from now on. <laughs> uh, Jacoby, not a question, but can I just say it's the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, Aristotle. Just giving a hand after y'all have stumbled over I have stumbled of, over that a couple of times. You're exactly right. But good shows, guy. Kevin Wright wants to say, uh, what drives the narrative that SEC basketball is so down this year? Eye test, top team records, bottom teams are awful. Look at the records. I mean, the teams just well, aren't I mean, as good. What was they put, Evansville that beat Kentucky? They put eight teams um, in, the, in the NCAA tournament last year easily. There, was, there wasn't a bubble team last year. I mean, maybe, maybe South Carolina, but that was it. Does every team, I mean, I just mentioned the Evansville thing, but does every team have a head-scratching loss? State lost to New Mexico State? Uh, I don't think Florida does. I have to look. LSU lost to East Tennessee State, but East Tennessee State's in. Well, LSU lost to Vandy. Yeah. Yeah, that's which true. That's, which I Auburn, know that's the same conference, but... Auburn doesn't really have one. They lost one to Alabama, but that's about it. Uh, if you're the athletic director, what's one change you would make this summer to improve facilities and game experience? Hmm. Nothing's coming immediately to mind. I mean, obviously, you want to think about football because that's where the most fans are going to be. Um, I'm just thinking in terms of, I, I would, I, I don't know if so much a change as, as this. Is I would go to all of my concessions people, and I would explain to them like, look, you know, we have too many complaints. 
They either get on top of this or we're going to find people, we're going to get contracts with people who want to be into, be part of this. All right? And it's, it's, it's just a lot of simple things, all right? It's got to, you know, you got to be staffed. If you don't, if you, you know, you need to make sure your people are showing up. If they don't show up once, they can't ever show up. So everybody's got to have a one strike policy. Um, there was a game last year. I think it was the Alabama game. One of the uh, concession guys, one of the cook guys, was wearing an Alabama hat. That is completely unacceptable. All right, you are here making money at Mississippi State. You don't have to wear a Mississippi State hat, but you cannot wear a hat of the other team. Sure, one of Braves hat, Brian. Were you I one am, of those that don't know the A? I do know my A's, and that was an Alabama hat. <laughs> had the mullet. It had the mullet, and it was crimson on top of that, so it's not difficult. <laughs> and it's just just little things like that. You know, like, Something that comes to mind for me. Two things. One thing is probably controllable by Mississippi State. One is not. Mm-hmm. You push Greg Sankey or whoever, and John Cohen actually told me this whenever we had our Q&A back in December, um, that they had had some discussions with the conference and things, or the conference had had some discussions maybe with TV folks about getting the night game thing figured out. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just stick day game after day game right, you in 95 degrees. Right. Um, so that's not really a thing that Mississippi State can totally control. But I I think, too, to the lines coming into the stadium. Right. And, and so so many times people are just stuck at those lines and it's taking forever to get everybody in. I don't know what to do about that because you do want to be safe. You do want right. to check bags and all that. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. that Some way to expedite that would help, too. And the problem, the problem with that is that – they, where you have the entrances, they're streets, so you can't make them any wider. Yeah, you know, people who are coming in on Boy Scout Road. I mean, what are you going to do? There's only so much room for people. So, unless you're just going to construct two or three new uh, entrances somewhere, you can put a helipad at the research park, and you can check people over there, uh-huh. load them up on a helicopter, yeah. and just land them in the center of the field and let them disperse to their seats. Yeah. That's not, I mean, but but that, that has to happen before the teams get. There's a, a lot the going on with your, that suggestion. So I don't. I, that's a good point, and I don't know the answer. But I think if for the most part, if you, concession lines were if the concession stuff was handled a little bit easier, and then it would, it would tell a lot of people would t- it would just take care of itself. And, and there's one other thing, by the way, we haven't really mentioned it, but it's the, it's sort of the elephant in the room. Sell beer. You've got to start selling beer, and I know. Some people don't like that, but unless you're willing to make a $2 million donation to Mississippi State, your opinion is sort of irrelevant for me on that one because that's how much money you're throwing away. You need to be able to do that. Everybody else is doing it. You can't sit there and tell me that you're talking about safety and this, that, and the other when you're encouraging your fans to go to road games where they sell beer and you're encouraging your fans to buy tickets to bowl games where they sell beer. And you're opening up your stadium for the club level to go stock their lockers every game with hard liquor. Yeah, you can't sit there and you you can't have your cake and eat it too on this one. Gotta start selling beer. Also, uh, yeah. from kickoff to end of the game, is there anything there? Don't stop believing. We've, we've talked, talked about we, we, that. We've given our, <laughs> our suggestion to, to fix don't stop believing. Yeah, use it when it's needed. When it's necessary. Yeah. Brooks White, what can Cohen and Howland do to get more people at the hump? Three straight 21 seasons, NBA talent, we had the lowest average attendance in the conference. I realize we lost games we shouldn't have, and that caused people to balk at supporting this team, but still. But, I mean, I, I don't know what you can do. I, don't, I think it might be broken. I really do. I still think one of the biggest issues is because Mississippi State has a fan base that's so kind of scattered. Mm-hmm. Tupelo, the, the coast, women. Jackson, everything. They have to make a decision, and so many people are spending their basketball, gas money, and time, and whatever 
on women's basketball right now. I think that's a big part of it. Um, that said, you know, I think of State... But at the same time, and I've said this before, there are enough people in the Starkville, Columbus, Tupelo areas to put 6,000-plus in the hump every for game. every game. And then you have the big weekend games where you can fill it up. So I, I just think it's broken, man. And like I said, every time... And I'm not a, a firehowling guy. I think he's done a fantastic job. I think he's doing you know the best you can probably hope for consistently here. But every time there's been like that moment where I'm just like, all right, if they win this game, they're going to be a lot of people at the next one. They don't win. <laughs> they don't win. And it's usually Ole Miss. Three straight years, I feel like he's lost an Ole Miss game that's just killed him momentum-wise. And if there had been one more regular season game, I guess it would depend on game time and such, but you feel like it would have been a bigger crowd yeah. because you just if you could have played Saturday, this next Saturday, the what the fifteenth or whatever that is, yeah, been a big crowd, I think. But we'll see. I think tickets are pretty expensive, you know, for men's basketball. They're like twenty bucks a pop, kind of. Yeah, deal. but they they run a lot of specials through the year. Yeah, especially like in yeah. well, a lot of sometimes yeah, they do run a lot of specials. They run like a women's package plus baseball yeah, and everything. They run, yeah, they they run, run all sorts of stuff anyway. So. All right, this next question is a good one from Kyle Brazell, who wants to know, will Perry have more NBA success than Mario Austin, Lawrence Roberts, and Arnett Moultrie? Austin and Roberts were second-round picks. Moultrie was a first-round pick. All three have had long, productive overseas careers, but Roberts and Moultrie played no more than two NBA seasons. Does Perry get drafted first round? Does he play longer in the NBA than two years or play overseas? The first question, no. I don't think he gets drafted in the first round. Uh, But does he play longer in the NBA in two years? (sighs) It's difficult to say. But I think he could, he's got the talent to do so. He he has a couple of things that, first off, for Lawrence Roberts, Lawrence Roberts was a great college basketball player, but he was not physically built for the NBA. And what I mean by that was he just wasn't tall enough. He was more he was he was his height was something of of a of a three, but he couldn't shoot like a three. So it was just he was sort of without a position, you know. And the fact that he was so strong and and powerful in college, it didn't work in the NBA when everybody's like that. Moultrie, I mean, I don't know how much give a crap Moultrie really has, to be honest with you. He didn't seem to have much here at Mississippi State. So, um, Perry, I think, has some give a crap. And yeah. I think that. I think there's a lot of give a crap in Perry. And I think that he, you know, physically, he does. And he's a good enough shooter to, to you know, he has, that, he has that part of his game. So, I will say that, yes, he plays longer in the NBA for two years. You can, you can old take expose me if you need to down the road. Do you think there's any chance at all he's back next year it's very slim the 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 curtain call he took on saturday looked like it was looked it. like that was goodbye i didn't get to see that so yeah uh let's see here ford polk what would it take for mississippi to invest in an arena suitable for hosting sec tournaments well the first thing you got to do is change the state flag yeah there is no getting around that that is a ncaa rule they will not host those kind of of, of events in states that have a confederate flag well i mean this they hosted an SEC softball tournament. Did they? Yeah, because I covered it. It was it was one of the reasons they built. That was one of the reasons they built Noose Park. You're right. Yeah, that's right. How did they get around that? I wonder. I guess it's not a. Is not it a hard and fast rule? Well, this might be a, the question then that. I mean, there, they, there they have, have been teams that have said we're not going to such okay, and such state. Maybe because, maybe it's maybe it's because do they just. Does it just circle the conference? Every con- every team gets to host it eventually? In the SEC? Yeah. For the softball? Yeah. I think it, it does circle the conference. So that's probably what that is. It was just State's turn to host it. 
Sure. That's probably more of a conference rule than an NCAA rule. Sure. But the NCAA, but, I'll put it this way. The SEC basketball tournament is not coming to Mississippi as long as the Confederate flag is the Confederate the part of the flag is flying in Mississippi. Well, let me ask it's you just this. Not. Why can they put the NCAA women's basketball tournament and the baseball tournament can be? I'm glad you asked. I state. will clear up the confusion. Okay. These, the, there is a difference between predetermined and play determined. Okay. All right. If you play well enough to get the seed, they will let you have the, the, the thing. So the baseball, okay. regional, stuff like that. You just can't schedule it. But what they will know. not have in Mississippi is a Sweet 16. They will not have a, a tournament like that where okay. it's predetermined. That's not going to happen. So I think, I know, honestly, I think that part of the reason nobody invests in that is because as long as the flags are there, there's no point. You can't get any of those kind of events. You know, maybe you can get, you know, some concerts. and But if you're going to do concerts, I think what they did in Brandon is probably better. Have an amphitheater. Have an outdoor venue. So... All that's, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to go down that road, but mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> I was about to, so I was, let, let's stop. Yeah. Sticking with the SEC tournament, where were you when the tornado hit the Georgia Dome? I, was Ooh, at I, home. I, I have was, a great story for this. I was at home in Starkville. Where were you? Do you not know? No. I think I've told you before. Were you there? You, you have forgotten. I'm sure I have. Yeah. I was in Starkville, Mississippi, um, and I was a graduate assistant in marketing at this time. Uh, my plan was to we were gonna watch some of the game and things and kind of see how it went and uh that this was the night i was going to propose to my wife who is now my wife and uh anyway the tornado happened in georgia and i had this whole plan lined up and so i just put the plan into motion during the tornado delay and uh anyway the plan was because i had a key to the hump and all at this juncture in time this, Mm -hmm. this this point in time and uh my wife had given me the watch that I always wore at that time, and I didn't have it on. And we used to play basketball on the hump floor at lunch just about most days. Right. And so I pretended that I had left that watch at the hump, and so we had to go get it right. kind of thing. And we went up there, and uh, I had the watch in my pocket, and so I knew how to play the music and stuff. So anyway, I played music. We danced on the hump floor. <laughs> I proposed... And uh, here we are. We've been married for fixing to be 11 years now, Brian. Two storms that day. One storm of love, one storm not so much. There you go. I was just watching the game at home. I don't have a great story. So as everyone in the Georgia Dome was worried about their lives, I was... You were sort of worried about your life. ...writing the next chapter of mine. There you go. Actually, I wasn't worried at all. I knew she was saying yes. Yeah, that's true. I knew she was saying yes because about six months before, she had picked out the ring that I gave her that night. (laughs) She didn't know when it was coming, but... I surprised her. Good job. That's how you got to do it. He also wants to know why Georgia had to play two games in one day, just because they had to cancel that night. Georgia was supposed to play after state, right? And they had to cancel that because they had to cancel the games. And so Georgia had to play twice in one day. That's one of the biggest. Stansbury has a bunch of of games where you're just like, what the hell happened? That's one of them. How do you not beat a team that had already played that day? You know, so. That SEC storied or whatever on that shot mm-hmm. and things. Because if that game doesn't go to overtime, people die. People die. Yeah, it, it would have been a tragedy, yeah. And that would have been bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, my, my plan was going to go into motion. It was just I'm just saying, like, it would have been like, oh, yeah. Like somebody who proposed on, like, you know, Pearl Harbor Day or something. That's true. Uh, where are we? Fred Harley. There he is. Fred. Wants to know, did you see the NCAA approve the number zero to be worn now starting the 2020 year? Yeah, I did see that. Will State have a person transition to zero, and who would it be? Duke. 
For what? For football. Oh, for football. Okay, I was going to say because they have a zero. Right? Yeah. <laughs> in basketball. Right, but who, who will be in football? A number zero. Could you see Kylan Hill rocking the zero? I think he's going to be number two this year, right? Is he? He, he said on Facebook he was going to be number two. I don't know. I Sometimes Kylan Hill posts things and yeah. you can't always believe it. But he put, I believe it was on Facebook that he was going to change his number to two. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. He, he might change his mind or Mississippi State Will might State say. have a zero then? Mm, KJ Costello. Just come no, to be zero. he won't be zero. No. Maybe a defensive guy. Maybe a linebacker. If Willie Gay had stayed, he could have been zero. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, let's see here. Wes Williamson, we sort of answered this question about, he said, as a, non, a non-MSU fan told me he believes we have the worst men's basketball fans in the SEC. I adamantly disagree, but I'm starting to come around to this idea. It used to not be this way. What do you think? It just MSU fan support for baseball or for basketball is just broken. It's just broken, and I don't know how to get it back. You know, if Howland goes to the tournament this year and then goes again next year, or like gets into the start of conference play, and he's you'd think he's going to do it again. I think people would get back involved. I think I thought that this year though, so I don't know. The genesis of all this was the hire of Rick Ray, right? Yes. The day he's hired was you talked about earlier, Vic Schaefer being the yeah. turning point for the other. Well, the other Rick thing, Ray is the turning point of this going south, right? The other thing with this is how do, how do I, how do I put this, but. I don't know. I just I had I had a thought there and I lost it. But long story short, yeah, I mean, it started with Rick Ray, and I think a lot of it was there was such a narrative about Stansberry that if we he's holding us back, if we got rid of Stansberry, we could take off as a program. And buddy, the exact opposite happened. We took a huge step backwards. So. You're yeah. kind of right back in that same spot. You're now, back where you, you are now, but it took you a decade to get there. I mean, I think if you have, if you fire Howland, by the way, I think the same thing would happen. People would look at this and go, "Who on earth or do they think they are?" There's a chance you could have another, you could have another Rick Ray. You can't, yeah. So this uh, is another situation where you got to know if if he ever was fired, and I don't. He's not any. He's not getting fired this year. I don't right. think. Watch it happen, and everybody be like, "Hey, you said." Oh, I'm just guessing, but. Um, if state ever decided to make a move there, you got to know who you're getting. Right. You you cannot take a risk. But of, there's of really taking... nobody to get that you can look at and say, yeah, he's a clear upgrade. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. there, okay, I think about it. There are guys like that. You, Tom Izzo, <laughs> Mike Shashevsky, Bill Self. Those guys are clear upgrades. You know the, who else? You know Billy Donovan gets tired of coaching in the in the NBA. Those are the guys. Other than that, no. Stuart Shaw has a good question. Me and my buddies had the same thought at Saturday's game. If you slap some shorts on Quinnipiac's players with their uniforms, they look like an MLS team. Are there any other teams' uniforms you can think of that look like they should be worn in a different sport? Anybody who has sleeved basketball jerseys? I'm not a big fan of those. Um, I'm not a big fan of some of those basketball jerseys. Ole Miss wore it once. Georgia wore it. A lot of Nike the, schools the, wore it. The name just in the had front? The, like the logo. Yeah, that, that doesn't work for me. But I don't know if that belongs in a different sport, though. Well, it could have been a gymnastics. I don't like when when state baseball used to do the vests. You know what I'm talking about? They had the sleeveless jersey with like the mm-hmm. maroon undershirt. Not yeah. a fan of that. Not a fan of that at I, all. I can't. I can be a fan of vest baseball jerseys. It just depends on the color and the makeup. And Okay. Uh, let's see here. The Reds used to have some. They did. I'm not a fan of those, though. Evan Bishop says, given the hype surrounding the offense coming into this season, 
How surprising is it that baseball hasn't scored 10-plus runs in a game yet? Pretty surprising. Well, it's, it's, it's been what we've been talking about the whole time. So, uh, Alexandra Watson. What song do you like, but that has a sinister meaning or lyrics? Example, Every Breath You Take by the Police is very stalkerish. I don't know if you've ever heard like Sting, not the wrestler, talk about that song. He's like, people tell him, oh, we got married to that song. And he's just like, good luck. Because that song's about like somebody who broke up with him. Yeah. Um, that's like sinister. That sinister meaning. But it's like sort of popular. I don't know. I Used to Love Her by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> you ever listen to the lyrics of uh, Semi Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind? That I mean, I obviously a, know the song, but. That I'm- is a dirty, dirty song. That is that. I mean, how do I get, how do I get back there to the place where I fell asleep inside you? Oh Lord! Have you ever, you ever heard that lyric? Uh, I mean, I've yeah, listened to the song, but I guess I haven't. He talks about I bumped again. He's talking about doing a little cocaine off his off his hand. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know about sinister though. The third verse of the thunder rolls, or is, or is it the fourth <laughs> verse? Whatever the yeah. the verse that's not on the radio version. Right. Uh, Crystal Tweedy says, "Longtime listener, first time questioner." In cultures of arranged marriages. The parents pick the spouse for their child. My question is, what happens to the orphans? Do they just not get married? Uh, first of all, that's a very deep question. <laughs> Maybe a little bit outside of our pay grade. I would say this, though. In most of those cultures, man, orphans probably just live out in the street. I mean, that's not exactly a... Uh, those cultures aren't normally known for taking care of their poor. Yeah. So, I guess so, yeah. I was going to say it worked out okay for Aladdin, but he was a guy. Plus, know. he had a genie. Yeah, he did. That helped. Yeah, never had a friend like him. Walking Bully wants our favorite current MSU athlete and coach to interview. The, the athlete is easy for me. Favorite current? Yeah. Who? Schrader. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, favorite current athlete to interview. Schrader is probably... That's, yeah. That is probably the answer right yeah. now. He's he's a very... I like the interview in Daryl Williams, though, but mm-hmm. he's gone now. I'm trying to think. Schrader's just so chill. I'll do all sports, or at least the three main ones that mm-hmm. I cover. Basketball is either Abdul Adu or Iverson yeah. Molinar. Both of those guys are really good with the media. Yeah. I like talking to Tyson just because I covered him in high school, too. So And Iverson and Abdul both have like a different perspective on things because they're not from America. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Football, it, it is probably Schrader. Baseball? Trying to think. Baseball. T.A.? I do enjoy talking to T.A. a lot. Yeah. Um, He's just a country boy. Yeah. And just, and I like I like talking to Riley Self, Do too. you pretend like sometimes you're talking to Chipper Jones? <laughs> yeah. It, especially when he's got the hat on, the glasses, got the goatee going. Even kind of sounds like him. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty... Didn't he go with Crazy Train for a little while last year, too? He did. Yeah, so... And then I think he changed the sweet child of mine. And yeah, and now then he went, it's, now I love this place yeah. or whatever. So, all right, I don't get this next guy, Joel. I don't get it. His his name is Flim Flam Rebel, but his other name is Ole Miss an extra point. So it's like he's taking a shot at Ole Miss, but is he an Ole Miss fan? I don't know what's going on. His picture is Croom. Sounds conflicted. I get that, but he wants to know if the coronavirus was a pro wrestler, who would it be? So I think you and I both agree on what the coronavirus is, right? It's a little overhyped right now. Yeah, my guess is... It's come out strong. It's getting a lot of push. It's got a lot of, of, of momentum behind it, but it's going to peter out eventually. So who is that? Mm, I think of all the promos leading into the arrival of Glacier. Oh, blood and, runs cold. And then he did nothing. That's probably a good choice. I'm trying to think. And I guess for the sake of America and the world, you better hope it's a Glacier. Yeah, I hope it's like Glacier. 
That's a good call. Uh, Ethan Brazil says it's it's Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. Excuse me. Do you see where she can't uh, talk to WWE or something anymore because she did some little shot with AEW back? Oh, you gotta be kidding! Me. So they won't let her have WWE folks on her podcast or something anymore. Oh my God, Vince. So petty. It's it's really bad. All right, Ethan Brazil, he's asking a bit much of us. He wants an all-time pitching staff for MSU. We're not going to do everything he said. We will do a three starters, one reliever, and one closer. My closer, I'm going Jonathan Holder. I, I can't disagree. Um, although, yeah, I'll stick with Holder. Okay. I, I'm probably prisoner of recent Holder, Holder will be my closer as well. Um, let's see. I will go in my rotation. I think I've got to put Ethan Small after okay. the year that he had. Um, I will. You could go three lefties, Dubose Mahalam. Ooh! But then you're leaving out Stratton. You're leaving out Hudson. Ah, uh, you know what? Why not? I'll go three lefties. Let's right. go Ethan. Let's go Mahalam. Let's go Dubose. Okay, and then and who's then, your reliever? Um, man, that's tough. Jeff Brantley, can we just throw him in a relief spot? See, Brantley's a starter. For I know. Me. Uh, yeah, that's why. That's why I was going to throw him in the relief spot. All right. Well, you can do that. All right. I'm going to go Brantley, Bobby Reed, and Dubose. I think is my three starters. Um, my closer, I'll go Jonathan Holder, and then and I am torn on this reliever. I've got like three guys that I, I could go with here: John Harden, uh, Jacob Lindgren. But I think I'm going to go. Ross Mitchell. Like pre pre ball change. Twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, Ross yeah. Mitchell. I'm going with him. Lingren is the when you want to talk about just pure filth, it's Lingren. Yeah. <laughs> that slider, man. I used to I used to enjoy when he would come in. I was, I, 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 he was such a, a good reliever, but I, I will never forget you know, he couldn't start. You couldn't start it for whatever reason. I'll never forget that game against Texas A and M where they had to restart the game. Because of weather. So he technically started, even though it was like the sixth inning. And he couldn't get anybody out. And it's just something about him and starting. Yeah. So I'm not going to go with that. I'll go with Ross Mitchell. Could be a spot starter. You know, could be. But then again, you know, I mean, John Harden. Just such, so good. So good back in the day. I don't know. I'm going to go with Ross Mitchell, though. But I feel pretty good about mine. Uh, let's see here. Where are we? Izzy Mandelbaum, who can lift anything in this room over his head, wants us to pretend Howland retires at the end of the year. Then we have to continue pretending. Mm-hmm. Vic Schaefer has offered and accepted the men's job. Do you think he would be successful? How yes. successful? No. You don't think he would no. be? It's a totally different game. Totally different game. It'd be like asking you know Leach to coach a baseball team. It's just different. All right? You can't have been coaching a system where there is no play above the rim and then you have to transition to it. I think as a That's recruiter, true. he'd be fine. I think as a motivator, he'd be fine. But can he coach the game strategically? The same? I don't think he can. I think it's it's too, it's just too different. You could be right. Now, I, I just feel like all those other things that you mentioned. I, I mean, a lot of times I feel like if you can coach and you know the if game, he was sort of a CEO coach, guy, coach. and you know he had some assistants who you know had been in the men's game, maybe then. But I just I just don't. I don't know. The main thing to point out here is that he would never do that. You know, he, he, this is this is one of my most fun MSU debates, though. Mm-hmm. You know, could he or couldn't he? I think he could. 
I, I just I believe in him as a coach, and Great I believe in him as a motivator, and I believe in him as a recruiter. All the things that you said, and I just have to feel like he's been around basketball enough that if if that was, I, I'm gonna say that he knows enough I, I about it that he could maybe he would maybe the, maybe I'm being a little harsh. Maybe he should just say he wouldn't be as successful. <clears throat> That's the way I would be say. tough to be that successful. Yeah. To be honest with you. I agree. Uh, who are these questions from? Uh, J.C. Dickinson wants to know, at what point in both of our lives did we realize that writing or talking about sports is what you wanted to do for a living? The moment that I realized I was not going to be the next Chipper Jones. <laughs> I realized I wanted to be in sports. Yeah. I don't know that that necessarily meant that I knew I was going to be a beat writer. I mean, truth be told, my dream job would be baseball play-by-play. Yeah. And... I, I don't know if I'm too far down the road now to ever get that chance, but that's what I would love to do. I mean, I would love it. Jim Ellis called me up and said, "Hey, Joel, you know, you want to come sit yeah. in the booth with me?" Kind of thing. Which I guess I'd be the color guy because I'm not going to unseat Jim Ellis. But uh, that would be my dream job. Is to was and still kind of is. I, I would love to do baseball play by play. But yeah, I've known for a long time that sports was what I wanted to be in. Okay. And 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 there was a point in time there where I wasn't in it for about three years and was just doing the church yeah. thing. And, and I don't want to say I was miserable because I wasn't miserable. You missed it. But I missed it yeah, a lot. And fair. so now I'm doing both. Yeah, I don't know if there was like really a point for me. Just sort of lucked into it more than anything else. Now, I always have been a huge sports fan, love sports, love talking about sports, but I never really thought. I, I mean, I was a grown man in the restaurant business thinking that's what I was going to do the rest of my life. So. Uh, what sports moment doesn't have to be Mississippi State related? Will you remember the rest of your life? My, mine is Derek Jeter's final at bat at Yankee Stadium. Oh, this is so easy for me. Go ahead. 1992, Game 7, NLCS. Francisco Cabrera, base hit, left field. Justice has scored the tying run. Bream to the plate. Barry Bonds' Here comes throw. Bream! Bream to the plate. And Sean McDonough made yeah, the call, on, call. On, on CBS. Yeah, great call. Back in the day. That was a young Sean McDonough, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a young Joel, but I can remember watching this in my bed, seven years old, lights off, TV on. I mean, I can remember it. And then I recorded it, so I watched it like every day for about the next five years. <laughs> but just that that will forever stick with me. And still, when I think about it, goosebumps. Do you have a non a, a moment that you're not a fan of either team that sticks to you? Um, This is a weird one, mm-hmm. but the first thing that came to mind was that Boise State-Oklahoma Great game. Yeah, game. that's a good choice. Good choice. Um, was that the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah. 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 That was a chill-inducing moment for me, even though I didn't give a crap about either team. Yeah. To not talk about Mississippi State, but a team that I'm a fan of, um, probably uh, the the play, the, the Western Conference Finals where the, the Lakers were down a lot to the Blazers. I remember them out. And they did that ridiculous comeback at an ends with Kobe throwing that stupid alley-oop up to Shaq. Who just, it, <laughs> I, I can still see Shaq's face as that happens. So that's, that's probably it for that one. Um, for not, I'm, I'm not a fan of either team. Uh, Leitner's shot against Kentucky. I was at an engagement yeah. party. And all the guys were like, we're going to watch this game. So we, we were crowded around. I mean, it could not have been more. It had to be like a computer monitor. Like maybe 13-inch <laughs> little color TV. Sitting in there, women getting mad at us, and like this game's going to overtime. We're like, "Oh my god!" And then later hits that shot. We were in a, like an old antebellum home in Vicksburg, and going crazy, like, "Oh!" I mean, I, I can still remember that to this day. So that's a that's that's, that's a good one. Um, Steve Mormon wants to know 
more obsessed fan base in the mention, South Carolina women's basketball fans or Arkansas baseball fans? I'm still not seeing the Arkansas baseball fans. I bet you do this weekend. Probably so. Uh, the South Carolina women's basketball fans have a problem. They are really bad. And I think I know why. This is literally all they have. Clemson has beaten them to the point of submission in football. And they're not any good in baseball anymore. Yeah. What else do they have? They're not good in basketball. You know? So... Uh, let's see here. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Graham Yateman wants to know. I do not claim to be a guy with a high baseball IQ, so why are teams so high on Jordan Westberg? It seems to me he's continually struggling to field clean balls and complete the throw to first. Do teams see him at another position, or are they falling in love with the bat speed? Well, his hitting is what teams are looking at more than anything else. He's a fantastic hitter. Yeah, he's a, he's a plus hitter. I think it seems like with to me that Jordan sometimes struggles with the uh, – the routine play more than he does the difficult play mm-hmm. in the field. Like tonight, his error was just a ground ball to him, and he threw it away. Uh, <laughs> I, but he's got all the tools. That's why. He's got the body. Um, he's got the mental makeup. Uh, he, he is a guy that works his tail off. He, he's a, I mean, he has all those raw tools. I mean, he, he still has some refining to do. There ain't any doubt about that, but... Yeah, he's going to be a guy that's got a shot to be a big leaguer. I mean, he. I don't think there's – I think if you talk to a scout, well, all you got to do is look at top prospect lists and things. I mean, he's in pretty much everybody's top 75, top 100 prospects kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, I mean, everybody that knows anything about baseball loves his skill set, loves his tools. But you're right, to me, his, his bat – I mean, dude hits just line shots. Looks like he could hit it through the wall a lot of times, so – yeah, uh, yeah. It, I don't know if he'll make it to the big leagues, but he's got he's, he's got, got a chance. He's got a shot. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Smith wants our opinion on who will be the head coach at Alabama after Saban retires. I don't think it's going to be Dabo. I don't think it is either. And they could call just about anybody else. So it just sort of it just sort of depends on who is being who is successful. That sort of fits what Alabama wants, and they don't want a guy who's been successful for a couple of years. They're not going to take a flash in the pan guy. Mm-mm. They wouldn't go after Tom Herman. I'll put it that way. Uh, I'm, uh, and what I mean by that is, if Tom Herman, it, let's say Saban coaches three more years, and Tom Herman turns Texas around and starts going 11, 12 wins, yeah, they go after Tom Herman. They wouldn't have gone after Tom Herman when LSU went after Tom Herman at Houston. They, they're not going to do that. They're going to look for an established Power Five. Take somebody to call Urban Meyer. Yep, that's the first call they should make. That is the absolute first, especially if it happens like next year. I, I honestly do believe, by the way, if they can win one more, if Saban could win next year. He might go. He might slip out. But we'll see. But Urban Meyer's the first guy I would call. You said it, and for maybe I've been around you too long and heard you saying it, so maybe I've just, in my brain, thought it too. Why do you think Dabo wouldn't go? Just because he's already got his he's own already, machine why, why, Yeah. Why, why, why leave? He has – Joel, if I, if, I have, if I offer you – there's two paths to a million dollars, right? One is covered in snakes, and one's just a frog through the field. Yeah. Which one are you taking? The frog through the field. Why go through the SEC when you can go go through the the ACC? ACC. Yeah. Dabo wakes up in the morning right now. He's like, we are going to the playoff unless we screw up. Nick Saban's like, we've got to work. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. The Allegheny Bowie's tennis program, who I guess this is their coach, says, in a state championship game when I was in high school, I attempted a last-second 74-yard field goal into a 40-mile-an-hour win with a partially torn ACL. It was no good when the ball hit the top left upright and bounced away. No video exists and people don't believe me. Help. 
Buddy, I don't believe you. I don't. You hit the top of the left. Upright. Is this like, into a forty mile an hour wind from seventy like four? Kind of Uncle Rico story or something? Yeah, is that what this I'm is? not buying this. Sorry, no chance. If you hit the top of the left upright, then it probably would have been good from like ninety. Yeah. Into a forty mile an hour wind. Yeah. TJ Hand wants to know why do I frequently decline his request for Shawn Michaels outro music? I, I try to mix it up. What's wrong? I like to change it up sometimes. That's time. what we could do for karaoke to save the world. <laughs> Just a sexy Sex Joel. Dun, 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 dun. He's not your boy toy. <laughs> yeah. Would you wear the the like the chain mail thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, you uh, used to have on the little circle glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, that, that'd be a good look for you. What is our way far out Egg Bowl prediction? If I put your feet to the fire today, what's the final score of the Egg Bowl? Uh, Mississippi State, 38. Low scoring. Ole Miss, 24. 38-24. I got a higher scoring game with a similar uh, outcome. Mississippi State, 45. Ole Miss, 31. Is what I would so say today. both of us have state by two scores. Yeah, I, mean, I think state's just the better team right now. Okay. Yeah, they just are. Uh, is there anything worse than coleslaw? Still, TJ Hand here. There are some. There's some coleslaw I'm okay with. Dead puppies. That's worse than coleslaw. Gosh. Well, isn't dead puppies worse than most things? That's my point, though. He just asked what's worse than coleslaw. I'm giving an example. <laughs> the coronavirus worse than coleslaw. Uh, I don't. I hate the thick. Stuck together mayonnaise coleslaw. Right. I like the I KFC. Like coleslaw I like KFC coleslaw. You want it crisp? Crisp and kind of. You want a little like vinegar a, like in there? Watery almost. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, is how if you got your if your yard got rolled, how mad would you be? I would be pretty impressed. I don't have a tree in my front yard. Like now? Yeah. I'd kind of be one of those. What the heck, man? Like yeah. who, who did this yeah. at this juncture? Who's going to roll it? Because it's not like Cal and Cade's old enough for to have their friends buddies that are doing to be that, doing. Yeah. Back in the day, I expected it because at Ackerman, it was just a rite of passage. We all rolled each other's yard, <laughs> so it did. My yard did get rolled back in the day. Last one from TJ. What is the absolute worst genre of music? Um. Uh, I'm not a big fan of. I like rock, mm-hmm. but I don't like the rock that it is just screaming from the time no demo borger for you until the end of the song. No, no Lamb of God, <laughs> I Mastodon, guess. none of that. No, yeah, that's not bro me. country is my answer to this. I don't want to hear Florida Georgia Line. I don't want to hear Luke Bryan. I don't want to hear those guys. I'm not a humongous bro country guy. Mm-hmm. But I would rather listen to that than if I, if me and you had a four hour road trip to make. I would rather listen to Bro Country the entire way than someone screaming at the top of their lungs the entire way. Really? Yeah, really. Uh, I'm trying to think about about that. I'm trying to find something here. Hold on. Oh goodness, what are you doing? Are you looking for the Bro Country? No. I don't know how loud this. Is. This is is not you. I mean, see, like, the beat, the song, I'm cool with. But if this is about to be screaming the whole time... Trade all the others away. Is this, like, explicit, too? Do we have to put an E over our pod? I don't want any of that. That was was Lamb of God. No, I don't. You you think about the name, (laughs) it'd be something different, but it's not. 
Ah, uh, Chris Allen wants to know. Rank these rooms you would want to most be the fly on the wall in. Chris Leach, Chris, Chris Leach, Coach Leach, and Christopher Walken with a bottle of scotch. Ooh. Steve Robertson and Yancey Porter discussing flim flam. Ooh. Brandon Walker meeting his daughter's first boyfriend if he happened to be an Ole Miss fan. Well, they're, they're in reverse order, I think. I want to hear be in the room with Brandon. The thing is, if right, you're in the... All right, now, Emma, who, who is this boy you brought here? If you're in the room with Walker and the Ole Miss fan, mm-hmm. you're either, A, going to be called as witness to the murder, <laughs> or you're going to have to be accessory to the murder. One of the two. So I think I'm putting that third, because I don't want to be either one. What What did you say his name was? Smith Hastings? <laughs> what? 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 Just what? thought about... What? What team? What team does he? Cheer? I just what? thought about Brandon in the uh, the red shorts. Walker Brandon the, the third. Yes. <laughs> that was uh, that was one of the that greatest was one of the best days, days ever. ever. One of the best days ever. We came up with that idea. The uh, the because that was the day State had to beat old Texas. We needed Ole Miss to win against Texas A and M for State to win the SEC. So we, everybody's pulling for Ole Miss that day. So we came up with Walker Brandon the third. Get th- look. I did it for the team, Joel. It had to be I'm that thinking, way. I guess we can get back to the question in just a second. But Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, being the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, is not as surprising to me uh-huh. as Brandon Walker is a national star. Have you seen the bus? His face is on it. Yes. Yes. His face is on a yes, bus. Yes, on a bus. It's still it's El Presidente, the Big Cat, Marty <laughs> Mush, Mush, and, and Brandon, Brandon Walker, Walker on a bus. Spon- they have a sponsor. They're sponsored by Devour Frozen Foods. Uh, maybe the greatest success story in MSU history. It really, I mean, he's right it up really there. may be. I'm not. He may have eclipsed Dak. If Dak doesn't win a Super Bowl, I'm taking Walker over him. <laughs> it's incredible. I, no, and and but him meeting an Ole Miss fan—that's his daughter's boyfriend. First off, they live in New Jersey. What are the odds? That's a terrible luck. I think I'm putting Steve and Yancey last here. Steve would just berate Yancey. He for would it. berate him, and and I'm just Yancey would have no comeback. I'm I'm past all the the all that Co- all, all the Hugh Freeze isms and stuff. That's to yeah. me that's dead and buried. That's the past. I can't and, and do I'm a good just, Christopher Walken impression to 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 really seal the deal on this. I wish I could. Coach Leach, I can't do it. I don't. I can't do it. That's that's one I don't have in the repertoire. I, I, is it Leach Walken? Is that no? I, I want to be there for Brandon Walker. And the, and meeting Hastings Smith the fourth. As long as I don't have to Smith Hastings. As long as I don't have to go to a, a trial, um, right. or as long as I'm not on trial for being accessory to the murder. Right. You're right. Okay. It's Brandon Walker and his. There we go. Walker. All right, that's the end of this show. Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Joel and I'll be back with you on Friday morning to preview Mississippi State versus TBA. <laughs> and uh, and if you miss us on Thursday. Um, you can always listen to the show again. again. Just listen to the show again. And uh, you actually, I tell you what, since since you might not have a show on Thursday, use that time to go drop us a five-star five review. I like that. And then I said back Friday to talk baseball and basketball and get you ready for the weekend. Guys, have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. I think I can. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks that drives a cool while I've got the mood that really moves I said chill up and down there fine I'm just a sexy boy I'm just a
Mississippi Media Production.